0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Mind Body Musings podcast. This is your host, Madeline Moon, and today we have a special treat of a guest. We are speaking with Judea Barboza, who is a priestess, a really magical priestess. I will be reading her intro and her bio once we get started on the podcast. I've just got a few little notes that I want to share before we get rocking and rolling. The first thing is that I am going to be posting the Interviews that I do on the podcast on YouTube moving forward so if you are interested in watching us speak and you enjoy videos over audio only especially since we're still at home with quarantine then Go to Maddie Moon TV on YouTube. I will ensure that there is a link to this on the show notes for this episode, episode three hundred and nine, so you can go to my YouTube channel and you can subscribe. With that said, um, there was a period of time that I was pretty obsessed with YouTube, and I made vlogs and uh, inspirational videos on body image and loving yourself and building a business and self belief and. Ooh, When I watch those videos back now, not going to lie, I struggle a little bit, there's something in me that goes, oh, because I'm judging myself in those videos and I'm saying, oh, that's not me now. That's not the real me. Um, And so when I look at my YouTube channel, there's a hesitation in sharing it. And I was speaking with my teacher about this and um, asked her the question, should I take down these videos so that I share my YouTube channel with more fervor? And we went into a 30 minute deep dialogue about this, about the, the idea of one version of us being better than the other version and how it's really a way that we're still suppressing and repressing certain parts of ourselves along the journey And what she had said to me was, who are you to decide that a younger version of Madeline is not still significantly impacting people at the right time in the right place in their lives? And if you decide that a younger version of Madeline is not worth being up and serving people, then it's your ego saying no. No. It's your ego saying this version is quote better. So this is going to be the version that is perfectly packaged and revealed to the world. It is the ego, it is not love. Because if love was at the forefront, love would say, doesn't matter it's not about me it's not about the way that i talk the way that i look how perfect it is it's about putting the message out there and letting whoever wants to receive it receive it let their souls be guided to it so if you are a teacher a writer a business owner a creator of any sort and that last one is all of you then there's going to be things in your life in the past that might not resonate perfectly with right now and that's okay that's okay. It's not always going to be that way. And notice that the part of you that wants to take it down is the part of you that is ego, that is judging and comparing and um, hopefully not winning. So that's my encouragement to you is to let your art live and realize that once you let go of it, once once it is out into the world, you don't own it anymore. And it's not up to you how people interpret it. And it's not up to you what's going to be serving people and what's not release it. It's a baby that has been born. Let it go grow up. Okay. And the other thing that I want to share today before we hop into this interview is the review of the week. And this comes from Ditch the Diet. She says, a sleepover with my BFF, but make it mystical and magical and spiritual as fuck with five stars i love maddie moon i found her years ago when i was struggling with an eating disorder and she helped me immensely with body image self-love and food freedom as i've grown and as she's grown she's helped me discover and delve into the spiritual layers that affect everything from stepping away from conservative christianity to recognizing the divine feminine masculine to embodiment to shadow work to the sacred nature of relationships the diversity of her topics is incredible Yet, she's able to go so deeply into each one with wisdom and authenticity. On top of that, the humor, sass, playfulness, and warmth she brings makes me feel like she's that amazing oldest older sister I've never had. She makes me feel special, loved, and powerful. This podcast will always be one of my closest companions. Whew, I gotta breathe through that one. That really hits right in the feels. Thank you so much ditch the diet for these beautiful words. And also um, this woman is on Instagram and she's got an amazing Instagram account, ditch the diet. I highly recommend following her because she is a powerhouse of truth and vulnerability and, and leadership in the diet world. And that's so beautiful to know that she's been around since the genesis of this podcast, which was six and a half years ago. And again, just as we were talking about, who's to say that The version of you from six and a half years ago is not still serving people and does not still have a very powerful message that needs to be heard. Last thing before we hop into this interview is that the CSU Society is alive and well and abundant and beautiful. It is my group coaching program for only $19 a month and you get two um, calls with me, private group calls every month, every other week. And in these calls, I teach you about attachment styles and relationships and cultivating love as love, being love yourself in your own body, as well as attracting love into your life and working with your different attachment styles, learning how to lean into the trigger, but then also know the difference when you're feeling triggered in relationship and it's something to lean into, and you're feeling triggered in relationship and it's something you can show up as love through and separate yourself from. AKA when to stay when to go that is a huge topic that comes up quite a bit in my coaching world in general so in the Sisu society there's been a lot of talk around giving the thing we've always wanted in love that's been a huge topic of how do we give that thing that we feel like we never get unconditional love emotional safety being seen being heard attention that is a huge theme of this group of how do we start to move about in this world as the thing we've always wanted, as love, as connection, as words of affirmation? How do we begin to be that? Because we don't get what we want, we get what we are. And so if you're curious about joining the Sisu Society, it's only $19 a month, which when you think about it is less than a salad you would get from Whole Foods. If you get you know, hard boiled eggs and some grape leaves in it. And for $19 a month, which honestly, I could be charging $200 per month for this group course, because you're getting a couple hours of embodiment work with me and things that I cover in my coaching sessions. So it's an amazing deal. You can cancel anytime you can go ahead and just try it out, see if you like it, see if the community floats your boat, and you create the kind of sisterhood that you've been wanting to cultivate in your life because it is possible to do from online in the online space. And there's more intimate access to me and my teachings and all the resources that I provide. The embodiment practices that I lead in my one-on-one coaching, I am bringing into the Sisu Society. I only release them on the podcast Once in a Blue Moon, but the ones that I'm going to be actually leaving and leading in real time um will be in the group in the sisu society and all replays are available after it is recorded that is all we have to share today get ready for this incredible podcast interview with Judea, where we will be talking about the magdalene rose womb we will be talking about sex magic and sex work and we will talk about being a priestess you are ready to rock and roll with this amazing episode let's go head on over Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Mind Body Musings podcast. We are here with Judea Barboza to talk about sex magic and the Magdalene womb space and being a priestess. Judea is the tantric Shemite rose womb priestess of the divine feminine. She empowers women to reclaim their birthright of divinity, love, pleasure, harmony, sensuality, magnetism, sovereignty. And all these good things through the ancient codes of the Magdalene Rose Womb Consciousness. Welcome to the Mind, Body, Musings podcast, Judea.
1: Thank you so much for having me on, dear sister. It is so good to be with
0: you here. I have been following you on Instagram for uh, a bit of time now, and I was, I was on there earlier today, and I read your recent post said that it's
1: Pussy Awareness Week. Like, what? Yes.
0: How did I miss out on Pussy Awareness Week? Tell me about
1: that. Yeah, so a dear sister of mine who I've connected with on Facebook invited me on to her Pussy Awareness Week. Um, Facebook group where she has um, some pussy experts like Hannah Baby, who I've got to do some like womb magic with um, in her course of blood mysteries Um, and there's also Freya McFarlane and a few other sisters that I love connecting with who are like just deeply passionate about women mysteries and the blood mysteries and so yeah we'll just have like a couple of conversations every day for this week about um just the magic of our wombs and connecting back to that source energy um you know there's so much stuff going on like outside um, that we can lose you know our connection to the inward like whatever is going on outside is also going on within ourselves so connecting back to that power and that essence of divine feminine energy connecting with our yonis our blood um, I feel is very potent during these times Um, just so that when we are going out there and sharing our truth and spreading awareness to what is going on like we are doing it from a place of confidence and just pure feminine power so Mm. Yeah, it's on Facebook, and I'm really excited to connect with that sister and dive into the spirituality of squirting and oh. the goddess so <laughs> We are going deep right yes. at the
0: beginning. I love that. Yeah. This. Um, so
1: when I talk about um,
0: sexuality and womb consciousness and pussies, I'm always so curious about women's upbringing, were you brought up to to make these things open and to honor your womb? Or were you brought up through shame? And so you made
1: it your life's purpose to figure out how to honor this? Yeah, for me, it was both actually, because I grew up with um, a mother who was very empowered, um, sexually and sensually. Uh, My mother is a Virgo. And, you know, I've seen her as this temple priestess, this goddess, this queen that you know, I, I deeply admired, and you know, she always spoke her truth. Um, she was like a powerhouse woman, very embodied in her masculine, um, and provided for a family, but was also very loving and very nurturing towards um, the men in her life and to just people in general. And so, I got to witness that for my mom, and she was like very sexually embodied as well. Um, But she was also very religious as well, too. So, um, you know, I got the whole like, you know, we're not supposed to masturbate, you know, when I was younger, even though I did. And remember like making myself like orgasm at like five years old, not knowing what I was doing, but like knew how to do it very well. Um, So there was some shame, um, but there was also empowerment. And I feel like um, in my upbringing, it was like a, like religion was something that my mom used as a cover um, to of her like deep inner witch embodiment like spiritual like spirituality was definitely present but her like religious upbringing was definitely like a cover up <laughs> or like a veil you know that she would put on um, when she was at church or with her church friends and, Mm. you know, so we got that.
0: Was it Christianity?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Christianity. My grandmother was, um, she grew up Catholic. My mother was non-denominational. So Mm. I got to experience different realms of Christianity, so to say. I was raised Christian and I didn't even know that masturbation was a
0: thing women, women could do. That is how disconnected I was from my own sexuality. I did not realize you could masturbate until I was in college. Wow. So, so disconnected. So when I hear stories of this, I I have a friend, we were sitting in a circle and talking about discovering masturbation. And she had said, when she was a kid, she'd always keep her hands in her pocket and then she just started like touching herself and realizing that she could do that when she was so young and just being like in, in class. And I I don't know what that's like. I'll never know what that's like because I had such a disconnect from that energy, but that's what's brought me into this work. And I love hearing your story about having both sides and, obviously you you've had many lifetimes before where you've experienced your yeah. sexuality in deep different levels yeah. and you come in this lifetime and you're five and you're like boom I <laughs> so I have a, so many questions about you as I was telling you before we hopped on you have such a repertoire of creations it was on your website and you have all these different programs and courses and you got an Etsy shop and you got music blew me away and um, But I want to dive into sex magic and Mm. what is that and how do you do it and how did
1: it come to be in your life? Yeah. Um, Whenever someone asks me about sex magic, I'm like, whoa, there's so many things that I can talk about. Um, First and foremost, sex magic to me, like my definition of that is not just penetration, it's just being. Um, I really truly believe everyone in this world comes in through that energy of sexuality Um, and like we have this creative sacred energy that we can utilize to just be, you know, to be in this world and to thrive and to connect with our true origins of self. And for me, like, when I'm tapped into my true authentic self, I'm, like, dancing, singing, playing, like, really connecting with my inner child. Um, And, you know, because I have the conditions of, like, when I was growing up, my upbringing of, you know, being shamed by not just people in my household, but also, like, my church, my school's and just my environment that you know i'd be surrounded by just shame you know so doing a lot of like deep internal healing and like licking my wounds and tending to myself so that i can connect back to my true authentic self and yeah like really harness that sexual energy that is sacred um and so lots of shadow work. (laughs) When I think of sex magic, I think of, um, lots of shadow work, lots of wound licking, um, trauma releasing so that I can be embodied and just have fun, (laughs) have fun. And, you know, um, it also looks like Tantra. It looks like, you know, everything in my life, I'm not trying to transcend out of you know, I'm trying to just be in it and yeah. like really see that everything is like sourced from love, even the shame that I've experienced in this life, you know, there were lessons for me to how like how strong am I to break through these chains and to remember who I am at the end of the day? Like, I am who I am. I remember and no, like no outside forces or entities has the power to, you know, depress me, suppress me, oppress me. Um, and, you know, I am a sacred sexual goddess, you know, and my inner child lives within me and I create, I truly do believe that I create my own reality and like, yeah, just this love is all love at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. So, when
0: you do sex magic with people, are these yeah. clients that will hire you to do one-on-one sex work? With is is sex work a way that you can put it?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
0: what's payment for sex magic?
1: Definitely. <laughs> yeah, I love this conversation this yeah. is
0: so beautiful and so interesting. So, tell me about the container that you set for something like this, and what if you can give us an inside look does a session actually look like when you're doing this?
1: Yeah, so so many different people come to me to work with me um, to cultivate and harness their sexual energy. And a lot of people that come to me are former sex workers who, you know, felt used and abused by men and by themselves and by society and want to use that energy in a different way. Um, A lot of other people that come to me have experienced different uh, traumas from sexual experiences. You know, maybe they were touched inappropriately when they were younger. Um, Maybe they have had missing periods. You know, there's different problems, different issues that people experience that, you know, want to work with me and their sexual energy. And so, you know, what we do is they... I wouldn't say that I'm a coach. I'm like a big sister mentor. um, And we connect through these experiences and we gather that information of just their story and how we can transmit that story and how we can really open up to a capacity of loving and understanding and seeing like the wholeness of that picture of what they experienced um, and working on transmuting that through love, through tears, through primal, like going outside and really digging their hands and feet into the earth and connecting with the that elemental energies, um, which I love calling alchemy. Um, and yeah, through breath, through deep listening to the internal... <laughs> The internal spirit, like, what is your spirit telling you about this story that you have, you know, that you're still hurting from? And, yeah, how can we use the breath? How can you use your tears? How can we use your singing? How can you use your voice to transmute all of that, you know, which you're still holding on to? Sometimes I'll add in um, yoni themes that really, that really helped me on my journey. Um, of sitting with medicine that is alchemical and with hot water and letting it penetrate my womb and releasing that like physically out of my womb Mm -hmm. and seeing like all the mucus and all of the like oppression Mm -hmm. and the hurts and the trauma like in this um in this bowl of you know medicine and, yeah, there's so many different things that I do. Um, so it's not actual sex with them, though, or is it? No. Okay. Um, in my past, it was. <laughs> in my past, yeah, I, I got paid to, um, you know, go on dates with men and, mm. you know, would have sex with some men, too. Um, and I, I remember when I was 18, I started you know, doing sex work, um, in that way. And a lot of the men that would come to me were, you know, either married or not married, um, and felt unseen, unheard, um, and wanted just someone to talk to kind of like a therapist. And I remember a lot of men would just cry with me, and it wouldn't even be about sex at all, you know. They just wanted someone to listen to them. Maybe their wives weren't. It was to hold that space or weren't tapped into their own, you know, feminine energy to hold that space and to nurture. um what And how do you feel about that
0: kind of work? I'm very curious now of having been there and having experienced that yeah. um, traded energy in that way. Because I've heard, and I, I, I almost had someone come on to the podcast who does sex work and does it in a spiritual sense. And Mm. um, because sexuality is healing when done right, it makes sense to me that this is a service because it can be, it's like embodiment work, you know, it's, it's great, deep, um, Embodiment work that must be in a very tight container, and it's cleaner to make it as a transaction where there's an actual container. There's someone who's trained. That makes a lot of sense than going yes. out into a bar and then trading your energy with someone you don't even know the last name of. Right. Um, so I'm just interested in what how you feel about that kind of work now, having done that and yeah, into sex work that's not in that kind of way.
1: Right. Um, I feel indifferent. Um, I have a lot of opinions (laughs) Um, I feel for me personally it's just not my space to do that because I I feel like I carry the gene of monogamy and me getting to dive so deep with just one person Mm. in a sexual and intimate way um, brings so much healing and understanding to myself like I see myself through this mirror and I want to just dive to the depths with this person. Um, and I also, also know the, um, the damage that exchanging your energy with so many people can bring to the womb. And I'm not about that life. Like I didn't know, I've done a lot of work with clearing my womb from past energies that I've entertained. And, um, it was, a, it was a lot of work and it wasn't pretty. It wasn't like, you know, the spiritual woo-woo, like pretty trauma healing. It was ugly. Um, and I would rather not do that. But I deeply respect women who can still hold that space in a very spiritual way and make it transactional. Um through, like, yeah, just, like, holding and supporting and nurturing a soul that has been hurt, that is looking for that feminine energy to just, like, nourish them. Yeah, you know? That's um, a answer. Yeah, uh, people need that. I truly believe that when we're, um, when society has awakened to the sexual energy and the sacredness of it and not demonize and shame people or this kind of work. Like we can all truly grow and heal and evolve together. And I feel like this is what we're creating um, on the new earth. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, it's about time. I truly feel that when men aren't being, um, that men don't have a space to be seen or heard or the space to cry and just to feel into all of their emotions and their, you know, mother, Energy that has been wounded and you know all the feminine energies coming into their life now is just like the same Interactions of hurt and blame and shame and yeah men will stop, you know Abusing women Mm -hmm. Um, You know during this quarantine the uh, rates of domestic abuse went up is skyrocketed Mm. Um, sex trafficking is a thing you know which I feel people need to bring more awareness to and it's like all because of suppressed sexuality when you suppress the feminine energy like you suppress life
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, so sex trafficking is a thing domestic violence is a thing um, people yeah children getting molested and sold and it happens and yeah there needs to be more space for men and women to heal their sexuality. So I say holy yes to women who are sex workers um, and who are holding the space in a very spiritual, sacred way for people to transmute their hurt.
0: Yeah, such a beautiful, eloquent answer. Yeah. So I want to look... As well at the Magdalene Rose womb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, just, I just did this podcast episode all about Mary Magdalene. I've been diving so deep into her and studying her and feeling her and all this creativity is coming up and womb healing. I'm in another like uh, little five week course that my teacher's been yeah. doing around learning your cycles and what's the best time for creativity? What's the best time for admin work, what's the best time to be empathetic and when you, yes. when you really don't have much access to uh-huh. empathy. And <laughs> learning all of this is blowing my mind. It's making so much sense. But thinking about um, or hearing the Magdalene Rose womb that, that feels like a, a new avenue. So tell us about this. What is this?
1: Yeah. Um, the, Mag- the Magdalene to me is an energy that any feminine um, or even masculine soul can embody. Um, so I call myself Magdalene. You can call yourself Magdalene if you like, you really feel connected to her. Um, Magdalene is fierce. It's, she's fierce. <laughs> she's a fierce goddess. Um, and yeah, she, for me, she works, um, through the blood mystery. So learning about my menstrual cycle and how I can best show up in my community, in my family, in my uh, career and be truly authentically me so yeah learning about the menstrual cycle learning when to take space um learning when to yeah to heal with my womb and to listen to my womb um and to also fight for justice and to use my voice and to not care what anyone says or their opinions of, you know, how I'm channeling my rage at that time, because the Magdalene is also like a powerhouse goddess, you know, like she reminds me of like Kali Ma, like the fires that she can create with, you know, her rage. It's, it's intense, but she's also like so loving and so nurturing like mother Mary. So she like dances in between those energies and um, like, yeah, she, coming to me now, I feel her in this, like, in our conversation, and she's just done. She's done with the violence. She's done with the abuse. She's done with the trauma, um, and she is holding it down, like, <laughs> vortexes on these on this earth, and she's just holding it down, holding down this, like, harmony, and holding down the love, like, anchoring it into this earth um and the womb consciousness i feel like there has been a war on the womb for centuries mm. you know we have i don't know if we have e- like <laughs> evolved as humans or taken some steps back um but there was definitely a time where we as humans shared with each other where we lived in abundance and you know we cared for the lands we ca- we like sang to the trees and Um, It didn't matter your skin color, like we were all truly one and connected and interconnected. And um, yeah, there have been forces and entities like suppressing Mother Earth, like poisoning, raping her soils, cutting down trees, you know, like stripping the Amazons, um, hurting children, you know, and yeah, it's it's about time that we evolve once again as humans and really take these steps into, like, recovery and, you know, admitting our wrongs and what we've done and just moving forward and how we can do better. And um, for me, that's... For me, that's like tapping into the Magdalene Rose Room consciousness. Like the rose is the highest frequency of all flowers, vibrating at 528 megahertz frequencies to 728 megahertz frequencies. So she's oh. like, yeah, everything in life emits a, <laughs> everything in life emits vibrations and frequencies. Mm. Um, and our bodies as humans, you know, we vibrate at a i want to say 42 to 62 or 62 to 72 megahertz frequencies depending on if we're drinking coffee or you know doing drugs or just eating things with low vibrational frequencies um foods that are not organic you know they don't really admit any fre- type of frequency at all so and also our thoughts too our thoughts are definitely a vibration in a frequency and can affect our bodies. So when I think of the rose being the highest like flower, that's like vibrating at a high frequency. Um, And then also the cyclical nature of Venus of the planet Venus and how she dances around the sun. And she creates this um, rose pattern in the sky when you're looking at it from a earth's perspective. Um, like she makes this rose symbol in the sky. Like what? It's, such um, beautiful it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. Um, and the rose. When I think of the rose, I think of the thorns first. Um, mm. You know the traumas, the struggles of life, and how she just follows the beauty way, regardless. You know, um, and she still is embodied you know, as her true authentic self. It's why she's so, like, why she's able to vibrate at such a high frequency with her thorns, with her struggles, with her pain. Um, and the soil beneath her is so rich. She can only thrive in rich soil. So, yeah, I, I think of the rose. I think of Magdalene, with her, you know, her, the, the way she dances with rage and grace and beauty and love and acceptance you know, she has been shamed. She had to walk down the streets and people casting all sorts of nonsense at her, you know, and shaming her and her sexuality and her past. Yet, you know, she knew that she was worthy of love and um, someone saw her as love and accepted her and was like, you know what? Like, Forget what anyone else says about you. Like, I love you. God loves you. You You know? Above all. loved.
0: (laughs) It gives me goosebumps. Just like something before I go into that, I want to point out how the thorn and the rose, the, the mm. shadow and the light, and we're talking about justice. We're talking about rage. I'm talking about anger and want to highlight the inclusion of all of it, yeah. of, of taking a stand <sighs> for truth and what is right. And you're talking about, you're talking about very deep subjects like kids being molested and their sex trafficking and you're just yeah. speaking this truth. And I love that. And we need more conversations of this, of not just talking about the devotional love of Magdalene and how beautiful roses are and taking rose baths and like honoring our room space and, and and resting. That's all needed. And there is a time when like, it's not this luscious soft bath Mm -hmm. water that we need to be soaking in, but we need to be picking up our buckets and getting the water Mm -hmm. and splashing it out into the world and at people and saying, up. Yeah. So thank you for bringing all of that up. And the thorns, thinking of the thorns first is really symbolic and, and, and beautiful. And um, something I believe is happening this year around Magdalene consciousness. And I love the way that you put that of, of the justice that is being seen. And so many women, maybe it's just my world because I've been getting into it very deeply this year, but it feels like a lot of women are waking up to this Mm -hmm. and accessing this power and stepping into that kind of devotional love and rage and Kali and uh, honoring their own states, their own magnificence and being priestesses like you are.
1: (sighs) Yeah, yeah, I feel that um, just like the priestess lineage, has been on the front lines for so long and it's like now the whole world is backing them up you know like so many priestesses have been talking about all of these things that we're talking about and now there's like babylon is falling (laughs) um yeah like it's so symbolic and there's a lot that is being brought up to the surface for us to heal and us to come together and to see like the injustice has hasn't only happened to black people hasn't only happened to children has happened to all of us and when we come together we can you know shine the light on that together and heal (laughs) all of that together um and so i do this work um And I work with adults, um, people that are older than I am, and I do it for the seven generations. I think about the children, um, because Mm -hmm. I'd rather be a fashion designer, to be honest. That was my path. (laughs) I was in school studying fashion design, and um, I remember sitting with Mama Ayahuasca, and it was just like everything clicked for me in that moment. Like, whoa, there's bigger things going on in the world that I don't really know. Um, but I'm just going to allow spirit to guide me and spirit brought me to so many places around the world and, um, so many different cultures and traditions. And, um, I got to see just so much abuse as well. And, um, yeah, I really, I had to like wake up fast at a young age, I feel. Um, so this has all been guided by spirit and trust and surrender, not knowing what I'm doing, but learning as I go and growing as I go. Um, yeah, this is a lot of work and I do, I deeply, (sighs) whenever I think of the women who are priestesses and who are putting themselves on the front lines and are standing for justice and not just like the woo woo spirituality of being a priestess, like you can put on a pretty dress and call yourself a priestess, but there's a lot that goes, you know, just using that name, there's a lot of energy behind that. And, you know, people are going to be coming to you from left to right, you know, like looking to you as a guide um, who has had experiences in an array of things to be experienced, you know, firsthand. So it's
0: a responsibility.
1: It's a responsibility. Yeah. It's
0: one responsibility. that one that you can't just um,
1: you cannot just put
0: on your Instagram bio and no. with, with like a crown emoji and say ta-da, like it yeah. comes with um it's sacred.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's it you you got to meet that name by respecting yes. it. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, yeah. uh, plant medicine, you gotta meet plant medicine and you have to exactly. respect it and you have to, like, you gotta bow down to it and you're getting it <laughs> going on
1: your face. Yep. You'll learn a lot from it. <laughs>
0: yes. Exactly. It is. <laughs> oh, so much good stuff. Well, you are doing amazing work in this world. I'm so glad you did that plant medicine, mother ayahuasca ceremony to, to be guided into these, these places, both the dark and the light. Um, for everyone listening to this who wants to connect with you, where can they find you online and what programs or courses do you have coming up? You want them to know about?
1: Yeah. Um, I'm on Instagram right now. I feel like Facebook is a weird entity. Um, I'm on there too, but Instagram is like my baby yeah. and is where I, have you know, kind of found this community or this community found me and we just get it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I love Instagram. I love connecting with people on Instagram and uh, some Judea Barbosa on Instagram and my website, priestessjudea.com, uh, where you can find different courses on um, the Magdalene Rose Home Consciousness mentorship. And there's also like a Yoni Seeming courses that I have for women who want to connect to their womb, to their cycles, and to connect with plant medicine and how to facilitate that in sister circles and red tent ceremony mm. and um yeah there's also tantra um mm. courses and one-on-one um private sessions that you can connect with me about. Um do tantra for men and women and couples I feel like couples are like my favorite people to connect with (laughs) just because like it reminds me of um, Mary Magdalene and Yeshua and them walking together on that path so yeah yeah
0: oh amazing I will have all of those links on the show notes to this as always this is episode 300 and nine so you can find them all there Judea, thank you so much for coming on to the Mind yes, Body Musings
1: podcast. You're such a delight. <laughs> a delight I'm so honored to be connecting with you. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here and for shining your light and the journey that you had to go through to be here and to hold this space and to just be you. Like, I honor that and I honor your lineage, your ancestral, maternal lineage. Thank and you. I offer blue lotus and rose petals at your feet.
0: Oh, thank you. Thank mm. you. Oh, so beautiful. Okay, everyone, you can go to maddymoon.com forward slash jadea-barboza to get all of these show notes for this. And let us know what you think by leaving a comment on Instagram. You can um, share your thoughts with us, tag us, and uh do not miss out on the free gifts I have on my website, mattymooncom forward slash free gift, and you can get four or five different free gifts there. Um, plenty of PDFs and audiobooks and all these yummy goodies. So hope you love this. <laughs> and we will see you next week for another episode of the Mind Body Music Podcast.